Welcome to Paper Boys, the weekly podcast where we unravel the research papers behind the latest major headlines in science. I'm your host today, James. I am James's co-host for the day, Charlie. Welcome, Charlie. Thank you, James. Thanks so for inviting welcome me. Welcome like you're not here every single week. That's true, yeah. I've invaded your home. Actually. Actually, yeah. We are recording in my apartment for an episode I'm actually really excited about. Yeah? Why is that? What's it about? Today's episode, I've brought in the recent paper from Elon Musk's new company, Neuralink. You may be familiar, obviously, with Elon Musk as a space geek. Yeah, I've heard of him. Who founded SpaceX, PayPal, Tesla, among several other companies. Yeah. Uh, Neuralink is his new brain-computer interface company, and they had their first big media release. Yeah, I saw like this all over the news. I mean, when I say the news, I really mean Reddit. Everyone yeah. on Reddit is just, you know, going crazy, like tearing their hair out, like Neuralink is doing the craziest stuff. So yep. I'm not going to lie. Um, my like BS alarm was ringing just a little bit only because it's Reddit, you know? Yeah. It's not like I have this beef with Elon Musk or that I think this company is not doing great work. It's that I don't know anything about it except that a bunch of seemingly misinformed people on Reddit got very excited. Yeah. If you want to like make something very untrustable that's a word <laughs> copyright just have a bunch of fanboys go crazy about it on reddit yeah like and you know like elon musk could do no wrong with this and so it's like all right i kind of want to know what is really going on with this company Neuralink. and this is perfect for you to bring in because you actually work on brain computer interfaces for your phd research uh yeah that's actually like the main focus doing wireless electronics for brain computer interfaces so I was especially interested because it's like, A, there aren't many companies that are doing it. So it's like, <laughs> when you hear about like, you know, you're a grad student, you're like, oh, is there a job opportunity? You're kind of yeah. like, you're like, oh. Send them this episode. Spidey senses tingle yeah, a little hang bit. Hang on. I'm getting a conflict of interest here, James. No, no, You're no, looking no, for no. a job at Neuralink. And... No, no, no. <laughs> my, heart's, my heart's somewhere else. Paper boys must be, have high integrity. Paper boys is my only dream. <laughs> no, but it, it like, it's cool. It, I'm obviously impressed with everything spacex is doing it's so cool and you're like well he has a proven track record of doing cool things let's see what he can do with brain computer interfaces so okay well good i mean i feel like most of our episodes we are very far from experts in the field we're talking about but today we have an actual in-house expert so uh so as you know to sum up i have clearly not read this paper that they released <laughs> and uh, i'll be asking you lots of questions all right i cannot wait i cannot wait for those of you who are just joining us for the first time charlie and i are both phd students we read a lot of research papers for our own work in grad school so this podcast is our way of sharing our love for digging into deep science with everyone else who's interested we are the paper boys Well, thank you everyone who is tuning in right now. We hope you've enjoyed the musical stylings of Damn It Eugene. It gets me every single time. Yeah. I love listening to it. It really pumps us up for the show. We hope it pumps you guys up for the show. Check out Damn It Eugene on SoundCloud. Also check us out on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at paperboyspod. We've got lots of cool links that go up there. Uh, just like, I don't know, random cool space pictures or a science article with a paper. Kind of like a 
Paper Boys episode in mini uh, that we'll tweet out sometimes. And then, of course, we tweet these episodes and some relevant links for this stuff. We also get a lot of cool interaction with like scientists on there. And so you can see some cool conversations going on. I wonder if Elon Musk will actually interact with us after this one. Dude, we're tweeting this at Elon Musk for sure. A thousand times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, Charlie and I have started a Patreon. If you are interested, we really enjoy making this podcast. The Patreon helps us to fund the website, some of our equipment. We've been recording all the episodes from my apartment now. Uh, after a couple snow days in February where we got closed from campus in Seattle, yeah. uh, we were Long-time like... Long-time fans, I'm sure, remember those terrible episodes. Those, the, dark, the dark days. <laughs> the dark days. But we managed to hit uh, 50 episodes in a string. This is our this 50th episode. This is our 50th episode. episode. Every single week. And we hope to keep doing this in perpetuity. Hopefully for 200 years if Neuralink actually achieves everything that <laughs> yeah you'll just brought it up the episodes me. straight into your brain yes it, it wouldn't get any better than that paper boys <laughs> straight straight to your neurons yeah so if you are interested uh check it out patreon.com slash pod we'd really appreciate it and you're on the fence about the patreon we are dropping a new bonus episode today it's actually out if you're listening to this right now a new episode about the advent of spaceflight a hundred years ago in honor of the 50th anniversary of the Apollo moon landings, which were 50 years ago, we check out a paper by Robert Goddard, the original godfather of rockets, and a very cool futuristic paper from 1894 by Russian scientists, a Russian scientist, excuse me, Tsiolkovsky. Yeah, I think that's how you say it. It's crazy. It's really crazy. Yeah. I had- He's talking about like exploring the universe. Anyway. It's awesome. Check it out. It's like, I thought our last bonus episode was our best episode, but I think this is our best episode. Yeah. Takes the cake for sure. Who doesn't like rockets, you know? Yeah. So check it out. So going away from the universe, you know, you always like to say, you know, if you go out, it's really crazy. And if you go in, it's really crazy. Infinity in in both directions. Infinity in both directions. Let's go in to the brain. What, What is Neuralink? What are they trying to achieve? Okay, so Neuralink was founded in the summer of 2016. So it's a relatively very new company. Yeah. And their goal is to connect the human brain to other computers, which would also mean connecting human brains to other human brains okay. without like going through the medium of your face and your mouth or your gestures. Basically... Computers are a lot faster than speaking, if you think of bandwidth. So having these high-rate, high-bandwidth implantable devices opens up like a whole new world. So what you're saying is that the, the goal here is like a communication device between brains. Just like a way to like yeah. escape the limitations of like speech and typing and that kind of stuff. Have you seen the Black Mirror episode on Netflix? It's like the first season where everybody has these little brain implants and like you can pull up your memories to people on tv yeah dude yeah that episode is wild that episode i like didn't leave my house or my bed for like two days after that i had to pause that like halfway through and like take a breather yeah yeah okay so hang on that's a terrible sales pitch for this (laughs) device well the show is naturally very dark but um this device would have many benefits if it could work so it's a bi-directional brain computer interface which means you can record brain activity 
and send it to a computer and analyze it. So you oh. could think about moving things or it could like analyze your brainwaves. Yeah. It can also eventually stimulate brain cells. So you, you can use that to help correct neural disorders. Like if you checked out our episode about spinal stimulation and helping paralyzed patients walk again, that's like a bi-directional brain computer interface. Okay. So it's ba- all right. So, I mean, it, it is exactly what the name implies then like brain computer interface. It's just a way to communicate. And I'm assuming there'd be some, you know, protocol or some learning or whatever that has to go on, which is the subject of all the research. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what's cool about Neuralink is like Neuralink is a company that is doing it all in-house. So they're doing the software, they're doing the hardware. So brain-computer interfaces are tricky. It's hard to measure brain signals. You can do it non-invasively with EEG, like we've talked about previously. These Mm -hmm. are like the skull caps people wear often in like sleep studies. Those signals aren't very good. If you want to get the gold standard brain signal, you have to use an invasive electrode that's implanted in the brain. Right, which is going to be a non-starter for so many people. Yeah, and so Neuralink's approach is to try to make this like very small, highly integrated, so that you could go in with like, I was watching the press release, and Elon Musk is like, this will be the equivalent of LASIK for brain-computer interfaces. Oh, wow. So that's their goal, is something that millions of people will do, and it's like pretty safe. Like a three-millimeter incision with local anesthesia. Wow. They pop that open, implant it. Okay. Yeah. That's so, the goal. Okay. So I, 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 I kind of understand the context behind Neuralink, like the company now. Why is this in the news now? And why are you bringing this in for an episode? Like what has happened? What were the headlines? So if, why did Reddit go crazy? So Neuralink's been pretty hush-hush since they started. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It's a private company. Very little has been released. No one really knew what they were doing or how they were approaching it. And this was their first like big press release on July 17th. Oh, okay. So they're, like they're, and they were coming out to say what? They wanted to present like actual like photos and videos about their approach, what they've achieved so far. Truthfully, I think it's like a big recruiting video also. Mm, okay. Just to be like, look at all this stuff we've done. They still have a long way to go before they achieve what they say they're going to achieve. Yeah. But we'll get but into that. It's sort of like semi-marketing push almost. Marketing push is a great way to say it. Okay. Were there any like headlines in particular that kind of distilled the takeaways here? Like what what were people online saying and uh, and was that sensational? I guess we can say whether that's sensational at the end, but... I mean, it was some of it's pretty sensational. Yeah. Neuralink has this like goal of like measuring human consciousness and it's like, we'll get into it some more. They're not measuring human consciousness yet. But they're, they're doing I mean, some cool stuff. I mean, considering we haven't even really defined human consciousness, yeah. I, I think that's a that's a question for the philosophers, you know? We'll leave it, yeah. <laughs> we'll leave it to the Aristotles. Mm-hmm. Um, a few of the headlines were, Elon Musk unveils Neuralink's plan for brain reading, quote, threads. That was The Verge. Hmm. CNN said, Elon Musk is making implants to link the brain with a smartphone. Uh, Vanity Fair said, Elon Musk has created, quote, threads to weave a computer into your brain. Hmm. Okay. So there's a couple things I picked up on. The first one is more of a silly thing. I think it's funny. They're like, oh, they want to, so you can link your brain with your smartphone. As though, like, any future in which you have, like, a thing in your brain that lets you control everything around you also includes this, like, dumb brick you need to carry around in your pocket. You know? (laughs) Like... 
like we're not gonna yeah. have smartphones if we ha- if we also have like these very advanced brain things like that's like when you watch those old sci-fi movies and you're like man you got everything right except like tvs are still the size of like a refrigerator yeah they're always linked they all like they always link it to what they're familiar with but then just like advancing everything that's involved with that one thing yeah when it's like no like the smartphone that's also such like a temporary fixture that's only been around for 10 years it's not that that's not going to be around yeah you know? we want to get rid of the smartphone right the smartphone is like as far as i understand this brain computer stuff the smartphone is like a huge hindrance that's one of these limiting factors in our ability to communicate why wouldn't it just be an implanted cell phone at that point right yeah like you'd just be thinking your way through the phone like wouldn't be a phone anymore oh (sighs) wow you just totally got me i i did exactly what they said Mm -hmm. uh so the other thing that i picked up on in those headlines was this thing about threads and weaving what's that all about this is pretty cool one of the big challenges with brain computer interfaces and especially invasive electrode uh, techniques like ECOG and microelectrode arrays. Those are the ones that are actually like stabbed into your cortex. Oh, okay. Like literally like needles. Literally like needles. They're very small. Okay. So they they have to like open up your skull and like push it into the (laughs) tissue. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. Okay. And so, I mean, like it sounds bad because like it causes bleeding and that results in scarring and this overall like immuno response from your brain to push it out which is bad for recording uh they came up with this cool surgical robot that takes their electrodes which are actually really neat they're very thin like wires Hmm. they're like threads except they're like five micrometers width wide whoa very small Uh, wait isn't like a human hair like 50 or something 50 to 100 wow so these are 10 times thinner than human hair yeah and I have a picture and they have electrodes running their length. Oh, so the wire itself is not the electrode. No, there's electrodes on there. So they're made oh. of like polyam- polyamid. Yeah, that's like what um, like Kapton tape is made of. Yep. Okay. Wait, I thought that's like not, that like doesn't conduct electricity. So these are, they're created from a, like a wafer process. The same way that they make like microchips. Oh, okay. And integrated circuits. So these are created from like deposition and masking and so it's like they're making a circuit board but on these little tiny strands. Yeah. Wow. And then these peel out and there's a robot that like literally like kind of threads them into the brain. Which is pretty cool. I'm not as familiar with the electrodes. Like there are people whose whole life is just making electrodes. Yeah. Wait, when you say threads into the brain, like it goes under like the tissue or is it does it just go like on top of your brain? think about like a sewing machine you know how it catches the thread and pushes the needle through whoa so it pushes it down and then pulls back up whoa and they have really cool videos of it but you can see it's like this is a fake brain it really does look like a sewing machine yeah so it takes it brings it to the surface of the brain pushes it down and then boom you have this wire very very thin thread in the brain that's really crazy and also when you look at the scale on that picture like it, it looks like a sewing machine, but then you see the scale bar says one millimeter and you're like, wait a second, that thing is tiny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you look at the scale bars on this, you're like, there's no way you'd even see all this stuff. Yeah. All right. So I understand these electrodes, it's like they're sewing them into your brain. They're mm-hmm. kind of like embedded in these little bursts, like in different places in your brain, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 
so is this what is this technology like what they were announcing at this press conference is that they're is that all they've done um that's a good question so it's a big part of what they've done and one of the very unique things coming up with this new electrode and this technique for actually implanting it surgically but they've also come up with like the full electronics suite that connects to it uh it's pretty cool so it measures like I think 25 by 25 millimeters square approximately. It connects to oh, these electrodes. It's like an inch by an inch. Yeah. Yeah. And okay, then, that's, that's actually larger than I thought. Yeah, it's larger. And there's a USB-C connector on it. Are you serious? Get the data off and give it power. Yep. <laughs> Wait, so is that all inside your brain or this is something that's external? The device itself would be external <laughs> and it would... Dude, it looks like an Apple Watch. Yeah. It's like the underside of an Apple Watch or so something. This is crazy. I'm going to zoom in. All right. Those are capacitors and discrete components. Wait, what? They're like these insanely small pieces. Oh my gosh. Wow, and it's so like densely packed. Yeah, so each of these black chips records 256 channels, and then you plug it in via USB to get the data off. Wow, so there's like 16 of those black chips, 256 Uh, channels each. Oh, sorry, 12? 12. Oh, sorry, only 12. (laughs) So there are thousands of these electrodes in there. Yeah. In your brain. So this is like what's been impressive about Neuralink. Up until now, the most channels I've seen reading other papers, because I've had to read a lot of other BCI papers for my own research, I've seen 512 channels, and they've done, they have the capability of doing like over 3,000, and they've successfully recorded for more than 1,000. So within three years, they've basically been able to truly develop a very state-of-the-art complete system what do you mean when you say they've only been able to record a thousand they've been able to record from a thousand unique sites in the brain so each of those wires each of those wires has like 32 electrodes yeah or 32 channels each of those channels connects to an amplifier and you can measure that to measure the like neurons around that little electrode right so they can measure from more than a thousand unique sites. Okay, but you said that they've developed something with three thousand, but only measured a thousand. Yeah. What does that mean? Some of the sites weren't good. Oh, okay. I mean, it physically it would be capable of it, but there are a lot of other challenges in actually getting the data. Yeah, I mean, a thousand a thousand sites is nothing to sneeze at. No. Um, but I, I guess that gives some of an idea of like how challenging the implementation of this actually is. Like developing this product is insane in the first place it's incredibly impressive and then you actually put it in there and only one in three is going to give you good data at least at the current state of the art you know and even with this robot like they say their average successful insertion rate of those electrodes is 87 percent plus minus 12.6 percent that's actually really good it's really good seven percent yeah i thought you were going to say like 20 no 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 i mean it's really good wow but it's not human human <laughs> surgery good. No, but like there's nothing, you can't do it by hand. There's no way you could do this by hand. It's so small. Right. But if you were going to try and convince someone, we're going to do this in your brain. Oh, and you're like. And there's a 13% yeah. chance that we're going to have to do it again or that we're going to damage your brain. You'd be like, talk to me when you get that down to like 0.13. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's cool is they, they can actually like avoid a lot of blood vessels apparently oh okay so a big asterisk we should have said this from the very beginning this paper has not been peer-reviewed 
Oh, um, well. I mean. But actually, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Joe. I just wanted to make a joke. <laughs> you did. It was uh, fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're up here, James. You're reviewing it right now. This is consider this the official peer review process. Yeah, this episode of Paperboys is going into the official record. Yes, for Neuralink. I mean, I don't, I don't really like doubt what they're saying or anything like that, and it's presented very professionally. No, but it's important to say. I mean, I mean, it's important to point that out. It, like, this isn't published in a journal. No, it's on BioArchive, which is like the open source publishing platform. Oh, I see. Okay, I thought you were going to say they just like put this out on their website. No, I mean, it's it's very much written okay. like a scholarly academic paper. Gotcha. There are citations and... Because BioArchive is like, it's like a quasi-journal, like all those archive sites. Yeah. Like, I think in physics, there's even like a growing trend away from even publishing in journals. They just publish on archive sites. And then it's like, it's just the consensus of everyone who reads it that kind of determines whether it's good or not, like whether it's acceptable. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting trend. I mean, yeah. like computer science doesn't even like do journals now from what i've understood yeah it's too slow yeah the field is advancing so fast that you can't wait for peer review like yeah it takes forever those damn peers those peers we're uh, all peers to someone else <laughs> i'm peerless james peerless. i don't know what that means so it sounds like this is already a really big breakthrough just on sort of like the technology development side like they've built this array that has way more electrodes than anyone else has really achieved in the literature Yes. And they've sort of built all the processing for it, which is kind of your field of study, which is building, you know, that circuitry that actually gets the data, right? Yes. So what's your take on their their little chip there that we were just looking at? So one of the things, like I don't, this is just an observation about the challenges of making brain-computer interfaces in the future. Everybody wants a wireless brain-computer interface. Right. Because having your head plugged in with a cable like to an external computer, is a non-starter. Right. No one would do that. What becomes challenging is that these devices consume like a decent amount of power Mm. and they produce a ton of data. You know how they could charge these devices? (laughs) Wireless charging pants. You see, I have the the biggest grin on my face right now. (laughs) For those, because obviously none of our listeners are familiar. we can't tell them. They're going to steal my invention if we tell them. You already have a patent on it, right? uh well well it's patent pending patent pending <laughs> charlie just tell them you know so i let us let so us how in. much motion are you wasting walking around every day how much how much energy are you wasting just through heat and just your sweaty old legs swinging back and forth calories and calories and calories imagine imagine you put a circuit in the pants and you sew it into the fabric <laughs> and it's a magnet. Say, dude, if you're going to go on Shark Tank, you have to say this straight It's a face. magnet. Well, I'm laughing because you make fun of me every time I talk about it. <laughs> and then in your pocket is a wireless charger for your phone. So you just have your phone in your pocket. Or your brain. Well, so that's what I'm saying is yeah. you just use these pants and you hook it up to the brain device, which is like a little Bluetooth device, you know? Yeah. You sound like Elon Musk now. Yeah, well, all right, so we'll go in there, we'll pitch, you get a job at Neuralink, I develop the pants. <laughs> Charlie is our resident <laughs> pants charging expert. Our, yeah, hey, they've already got the sewing machines there. Trust him, he has a PhD in plasma <laughs> physics. <laughs> yeah, Almost. highly applicable. Anyways, now you guys know what we're dreaming about after grad school. Anyway, had to get that one out of the system. So, 
I get what you're saying though. These devices, you kind of need a way. Like if you can get the data off with USB-C, it seems really easy that you could also get the data off with like Bluetooth. But the question no. is, really? No. Oh. One sec. So I, This is my least favorite phrase in all of science is, oh, it's an engineering problem. I was going to say, it sounds like it's just an engineering problem, but you're proving my point why I hate that phrase. <laughs> yeah. Because well, I was about to do that and say like, oh, well, it's just an engineering problem then. So the thing is like USB-C has a bandwidth of like gigabits per second. Let's even say it's like 500 megabits per second. Whoa. USB-C is really fast. You can get a lot of data off. Okay. Wi-Fi can be really fast, but it consumes a ton of power. Yeah. Putting a Wi-Fi chip on there to do the same function as USB-C would probably like double their the amount of power that that thing is consuming. Okay. The, so to collect all the neural data and process it and get it off, you'd expend just as much power to send it wirelessly. So, Wait, so how much data are they pulling off that they need such a fast connection? A lot. So 3,000 channels. Yeah. Each sampled 20,000 times per second. Ooh. And each sample is 10 bits. Ooh. Okay. So, I so can, we're talking about billions of bits per second. 10 bits times 20,000. Yeah, pull out your multiplication tables, everyone. I mean, so it's 600 megabits per second raw. That is a lot. Which is a lot. That is a lot. And then usually by the time you actually like put it into a packet... You have to assume about like a fifty percent overhead, so it's about like it's about a gigabit per second if you did all the channels. Wow. Okay. So, what's the idea behind simplifying that? You well, process the data on board. So, just to put that in perspective, USB or USB, Bluetooth is like one megabit per second. Okay. <laughs> so it's a big difference. So one megabit is a bill, one million bits per second. And you need about a billion, so you're a thousand times off. Okay, so I'm not technically wrong. It is an engineering problem. It is in that it's a problem for engineering. Like that's the <laughs> that's the focus problem. of my PhD. Wow, is wireless uplinks for that's crazy. Interfaces. Because it's hard, and I'm not like the only one in the world to be like, yeah, oh, this is hard. And if you hire James, he'll tell you exactly how to do it. Give me he's another got, year. Or he's two. got a dissertation in hand that'll solve all the problems. <laughs> We were selling it a little bit, but uh, I mean, I like my work. It's fun. So I'm curious how they plan on solving that, though. That's a great question. Did they, did, like at this press conference, did they just say like, yeah, and uh, we'll figure it out one day? Uh, so I admit I watched the abridged version. Oh, James. But truthfully, like just watching and somewhat watching somewhat like analytically, Elon Musk was talking about like wireless brain computer interfaces and everything that I saw was wired via usb right so i think you know they've been spending three they spent three years so far and they have some of the top like chip designers and engineers in the world working on this so the fact that they didn't present a wireless spring computer interface for this iteration and this is like they've said their 20th iteration is that it's still you know very wow. preliminary but it's hard yeah that part's really hard and uh it'll be an interesting problem to solve check out my thesis in a year or two <laughs> I, I was gonna say like now joking aside you know no. that they are looking for exactly you or like, you know, people like you, like someone who just got their PhD doing wireless brain computer interface because that's the next problem they have to solve. A guy from know? our lab just graduated who like his whole thing was like a high rate, low power wireless uplink for brain computer interfaces. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, go like you could get Apply. a job there instantly. Yeah. But he did, he went somewhere else. But wow. 
What a weenie. What a weenie. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> he's a good guy. So yeah. So like, this was one of those things where it's like hype versus the reality of how challenging this is. Right. It's, it's still like very far off. I mean, it's, it looks like it's really close because you have these cool demonstrations, I'm sure. But, mm-hmm. um, the devil is in those details of the engineering problems, you know? Yeah. We really need like a full change. I think of like infrastructure for this yeah. to work, like yeah. wireless power everywhere or yeah. wireless power pants. <laughs> yes, of course. Once that patent goes through. So, so what do they actually say is kind of like their plan at this press conference? Like what did Elon Musk say at the press conference? I like, uh, I'm curious what, you know, I think we kind of grasp the engineering complexity of this and like this, maybe the science a little bit. Mm-hmm. What is like the future look like with if Neuralink is legit so their their big plan and what they say is that they want to test with a human in a clinical application next year up until now there is one fda approved microelectrode array that like everybody uses for humans or monkeys it's called the utah array okay and where was that invented i i think virginia okay no (laughs) university of utah gotcha Good question. <laughs> the that's one of their goals is to get their electrode like certified by the FDA, like compete with Utah, basically. Yeah, the whole state of Utah. <laughs> no, the Utah array. Yeah, and so you know they're promising right now that they'll be working with a human patient next year. We'll see if that happens. Okay, I think they also said they'd be at Mars by now. Test SpaceX. Yeah, yeah. I uh, mean, so Elon Musk's mo is like always like over promising on the schedule side of things but you know he hasn't really missed in terms of the uh, eventually reaching the goal but the timeline maybe is a little advanced yeah i mean i guess that's like it's like what he does is like over promise and then it's like well we didn't get there but look at what we achieved right and, and like, also and then and by the way we're still going to achieve it next year even though i said it would be this year yeah yeah so it'd be interesting i think uh if you're a betting man, it'd be interesting to see the odds on like who achieves what first. Does SpaceX get to Mars first or does Neuralink test a human first? Interesting. That's a cool that's a cool little technological race to bet on. Yeah. I, I hope they both get there first. That'd be great. <laughs> what if the, they tested on like the first things. human on Mars? Wow. Okay. Boom. Boom. Uh so going back to the actual like collection of this data. Mm-hmm. And then, like, manipulation of the brain. Yeah. How do they do that? And, like, how, how does that all work? So I didn't hear anything. They talk about, like, reading and writing from and to the brain. They say, like, this is what this device will be capable of doing. I didn't see anything about them actually writing to the brain, like, using brain stimulation yet. Uh, well, that was the part that I really wanted to know. Because <laughs> I know. reading, I, I can pretty well understand. Yeah. You're just collecting, like, a voltage signal from all these different electrodes and then you just like take all that data you know yeah they, they are they did have some pretty impressive like real-time spike sorting software so like looking at the voltages and how do you say like this was a neural spike or this wasn't oh okay so avalanche that, detection pretty interesting i mean avalanche detection would be like one step up okay but actually i can show you a quick excerpt from a, a, the video that's really cool okay anyone who's confused by the avalanche detection joke you got to go a couple episodes back where James talked about neural neuronal avalanches. That was a that was a challenging episode. Crazy paper. I don't yeah. know how you got through it, but yeah, go back and check that one out. 
first take like uh two graduate level classes in statistics <laughs> try to not understand them and then read this paper drop out of them a couple it. times <laughs> retake them charlie you said you'd never bring that up um, hey you brought up my my pants <laughs> you brought up your pants. okay that, that's fair that's fair <laughs> this video is actually really cool um the guy who's talking is one of the guys who works on software there that analyzes the brain wave, wave signals coming in okay in real time you said yeah and he shows how if you organize them you can start to see very obvious trends huh okay which basically relates to like how information is encoded in these little spikes across neurons okay uh what a lot of people do for what's called spike sorting you you know you have three thousand channels you're collecting like gigabits per second of data Mm -hmm. so you know over a 10 hour period like you'd have just hard drives and hard drives and hard drives full of data right you want to pull out the critical information, which is how do neuro- how often are neurons firing? So you basically cut all that down to ones and zeros over okay. time. Gotcha. So that's spike sorting. And so they're, they've come up with some algorithms that apparently are pretty efficient at doing this in real time. So as the data is coming through, they can be like spike, not a spike, spike, not a spike. Okay. And then from that, you can start to build controllers and things like that to move arms or cursors on the screen. Oh, I see. So maybe they could like boil down the data at some point so that they're really only like pulling out that relevant information and maybe that's the only information that ultimately needs to reach the computer yes okay and so the you brought this up earlier and we kind of deviated but i think the goal is to do a lot of onboard processing to reduce that data that has to come off right that's called and people do that that's a like a common area of research right now okay and that must be hard i mean that much data and that much i'm sure it's a lot of computation and you know this chip might get pretty hot on your ear. Yeah, and computation isn't cheap in terms of size, size, weight, and power. Yeah, swap. swap. <laughs> I learned that from you. Jinx. <laughs> well, it's cool because they talk about swap for brain-computer interfaces. They talk about swap for space. Yeah. If you want to talk about the connections between brain and space, I will talk forever. Yeah. I wish someone would swap places with me when you're getting on that tangent. Oh. <laughs> no, that's, it's really cool. So what other like actual stuff? So you said you said something about rats. Like they have they tested this technology? Yeah. So they did implant this in the brain of a long Evans rat, and they got some like really nice neural spike data from it. Um, you can see they show where they implanted the electrodes with an overview model of the brain, and like their system's good at collecting data. Yeah. So far. So like kind of proof of concept level almost. Yeah, like proof of concept level if you had like a lot of money and your proof of concept was pretty cool and okay, shiny which and polished. Which they do. I mean, they, they have a lot of money. Yeah. 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 So it's like, it's a great, it's a great first step. Yeah. They have a long way to go though. So that is, that I have been wanting to ask you that this whole time. I mean, you've been explaining their progress and everything, but I have no context in this field, like where that stacks them up. How do they line up against like other research in this field, like other labs that you know are doing work? Like how about your own lab? Anything like that? Like where are they kind of and what are people in your field saying about them? Um, I mean, people who are working in this field understand how technically hard it is to design something and get it working. So the fact that they've been able to do that and the company was founded in July 2016, mm-hmm. like that was two months before I started grad school. Yeah. And uh, and they started to scratch, this. you know, like, 
well they started from scratch with like some of the best researchers in the world okay yeah that's fair (laughs) but uh so it's really impressive to see and it'll be really interesting to see going forward like the ethical considerations because they are on such a tight timeline uh which generally is in conflict with ethical considerations so it's one thing if you blow up a rocket with no one on it and you lose a satellite it's another thing when you're working with animals and humans right and then um i've actually talked to a couple of people about this like this aspect of what they're going to do to achieve the wireless uplink will be really interesting and make it into like a actual wearable device yeah that's not just like burning your ear off with a lot yeah. of power yeah i mean i feel like that's kind of that won't like people won't have this device until that's solved yeah you know someone someone put it uh pretty interestingly i think on reddit i forget where but it was like they were describing this and it's like, you know, they came in as someone who was like totally untrained. They bought like really nice gear, trained really hard. And within whatever short amount of time, they climbed Everest and like they killed it. They did a great job. Mm-hmm. But people have been climbing Everest for a long time and it's taken them a long time. And like people have died on Everest. But like, yeah, really, it seems like to solve this problem, you need a helicopter, though. You don't need like. A person climbing Everest. You need a helicopter to get there from a totally different way. You can't just do the same thing, only better. You have to do a whole new thing. Yeah. Which it sounds like this whole electrode approach that they're taking, from my understanding, is at least a new, like one new thing. That's new. Yeah. It's new. I wouldn't put it on helicopter level. Okay. But that's my own opinion. Okay. (laughs) Your own very qualified opinion in this field. I mean, (laughs) I mean, you know, it's always easy to sit here in the podcast chair and be a critic. So <laughs> yeah. I don't want to take anything away. You're such from a Monday morning podcaster, James. <laughs> and what's the deal with Neuralink? Yeah, it's like you talk about a guy who. <laughs> Welcome to the Paper Boys. We're going to talk about the Cleveland Browns, <laughs> Neuralink, and how no one's doing it right. <laughs> that was a football joke for our international listeners. Oh yeah, American football. American that is. football also not a very funny joke <laughs> um so yeah that's the paper it was interesting interesting to read it's worth checking out it's on bio archive so it's free access oh the nice. pictures are very nice and it's actually i mean i thought it was a very well-written academic paper about a new brain computer interface so okay and it sounds like maybe don't trust the press release as much as the paper yeah like <laughs> go to the paper for the real skinny on this yeah, truthfully, even if you don't know anything about brain-computer interfaces or you're looking to learn more, it's a great example. Or if you're a grad student who's interested in neuroscience or biomedical devices or computer science, anything like that, yeah, check it out. Cool. So you said at the beginning there was a little bit of like sensationalism out there. How were these news articles after reading the paper? The news articles that I read were decent. They covered mostly the press conference and not as much like the technology they covered that the fact Mm -hmm. that they could record a lot of channels and that's big Mm -hmm. and a lot of them interviewed like very credible sources it was cool that you're like whoa they're quoting some guy from a paper i read in nature a year ago that's awesome you're like okay but overall uh, like the internet is blowing up with information about this and a lot of it's very sensational like Neuralink takes new step forward towards understanding consciousness and you're like all right temper this down a little bit yeah it sounds like they're just they have sort of reached the forefront of the research in this field yeah but not this device isn't any closer to 
changing our lives like than yours is you know yeah like when you saw the spacex first stage land yeah you're like holy cow that's this a game is insane yeah. yeah yeah that's a little more easy to understand like visually yeah in terms of its impact but um i mean still impressive I'm yeah still they're impressed. not at like rocket landing level though yeah so i wouldn't quite put it on that level it's still very cool but yeah okay that's good that's so, like a nice digestible way to understand where they're at yeah cool well thanks i just learned a lot about Neuralink. now i can uh when people start talking about it and throwing up all the fanfare, I can go, well, actually, you know, hold up a finger, bring the party down. Yep. Just kill the whole party. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully you found this interesting. Hopefully you've been following the buzz about Neuralink and this was at least a little bit insightful. If not, <laughs> if not, we're sorry. Hopefully it didn't make drive you to getting a craniotomy to erase <laughs> this memory from your brain. Yeah. Uh, we will post, you know, James mentioned the paper's open access, so you can actually find it on our website, paperboyspodcast.com, and you won't be paywalled out of that. Not our website. You won't be paywalled out of the paper. No one's ever paywalled from our website. Also, uh, check out our Instagram, our Twitter, at paperboyspod, as usual. Please share the episode. Share this with a scientist that you know. Share this with a non-scientist that you know. Share it with your parents. I don't know. Anyone. Anyone, Anyone who yeah. likes science. Yeah. And if you enjoy this episode and any of our other episodes, please do consider contributing to our Patreon, patreon.com slash paperboyspod for the small cost of pi dollars, $3.14. You can begin supporting Paperboys. We send free stickers. Um, bonus hope- episode is out today. And the new bonus episode is out today, which I'm actually like very excited about. Yeah. It was really cool. It's, it's a very, very cool one objectively i mean i can't really say it was really cool because we recorded it and it's us but the topic is very cool yeah and we get to read some we got to read some uh new york times articles from 1920 which is always fun yeah charlie even promised to read them in his 1920s Mm, uh radio voice in my like old-timey gangster poker dealer voice yep so uh don't miss out all right boys the name of the game is texas (laughs) hold'em there you go subscribe to our patreon for more yes thanks for listening please join us next week for another exciting edition of paper boys thanks for listening <laughs> <laughs>